Hi, everyone. I hope this finds you well and in good place. Encouragement of Bodhisattva Samantabhadra, or Bodhisattva Universal Worthy. Depends on which translation you read, right? Thereupon, Bodhisattva Samantabhadra, through his efforts or effortless transcendent powers, dignity, and fame, arrived from the East together with innumerable, limitless, and incalculable numbers of great bodhisattvas. Another, uh, that's another epithet for bodhisattva mahasattvas, great bodhisattvas. Sometimes uh, even just great beings. But those are bodhisattva mahasattvas, accomplished monks, yes? Which is what we all aspire to. All the lands quaked universally wherever he passed. In other words, the kind of person that enters a room and everybody notices. Jeweled lotus flowers rained down from immeasurable hundreds of thousands of myriads of codas of kinds of music were heard. Uh, he was surrounded by a great assembly of innumerable beings, humans and such non-humans as devas, nagas, yakshas, gandharas, uh, ashuras, garudas, Kimnaras and Mahogaras. Should I include all of those terms in uh, volume two of Buddhism reference? Maybe under one heading, just so we know what all these wonderful little words mean. They're all about different aspects of states of mind, really. You know, when we think of uh, demons or, or uh, benevolent spirits, protectors, they're all aspect of our consciousnesses, aren't they? That's what all of these are. But let me know in the comments, what do you think? Should I list them out in the book as separate? I don't want to be a Buddhist dictionary, but if it's helpful conceptually to understand what all of them mean in one fell swoop, maybe that's a useful entry. I'm thinking maybe it is. But please let me know what you think. All right, to continue. Each manifesting dignity and transcendent powers. He then arrived at uh, Vulture Peak or Vulture Mountain in the Saha world. Let's, let's bring it back down to earth, right? He prostrated himself before Shakyamuni Buddha and circled around him to the right. He then addressed him saying, O Buddha, afar in the land of the Buddha Ratna Tejo or yeah, uh, Buddha Gatara, Ja, I heard you expound the Lotus Sutra in this Saha world. I have come here to listen to you together with the assembly of immeasurable and limitless hundreds of thousands of myriads of Kodas and Bodhisattvas. I entreat you, O Buddha, to teach us how the sons and daughters of virtuous family may attain the Myoho Renge Kyo after the Parinirvana of the Tathagata. What are we going to do when you're gone? Right? How can we attain something that we still, in our heads, think that you are? We still haven't quite gotten it that it's all in every one of us, in everything. This is the ultimate truth of all phenomena. It still hasn't dawned on these students. They still see Shakyamuni as the Buddha, and that they get their Buddhaness through him. No, wrong. 
How many times? And this is the last chapter, by the way. Is this a roundup of the last remaining people who don't quite get it? Perhaps so. This is an encouragement of Bodhisattva Samantabhadra, after all. So let's see how this goes. The Buddha said to Bodhisattva Samantabhadra, universal worthy, after the Parinirvana of the Tathagata, the sons and daughters of the virtuous family will attain the Lotus Sutra. If they achieve the four necessary accomplishments, uh, here it is. So these are the four things you must do after I'm gone. The first is to, protect, to be protected by the Buddhas. Okay, let's find out what that is. The second is to plant roots of good merit. Behave yourself. He's been saying that ever since the Eightfold Noble Path, yeah? The third, in other words, self-control. While you're observing yourself, you might notice things that aren't conducive to dignity and respect of life. Hmm? The third is to enter a group of those who are already resolute. If you have to, if you can, join a sangha. Buddha even said some things about that. If there, if it was impossible for, for you to find other like minds to study together with, then you have to redouble your efforts for yourself. Be even more strict with your own mind. And the fourth is to awaken the thought of liberating all sentient beings. That's quite a motivator. If you can really, 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 not just say it, see that path before you as simply like breathing, like you, it must be done, and you are the one to do it. Ooh, I know for a lot of us, if not all, it's somewhat scary, isn't it? But truly, it takes care of itself if you practice single-mindedly, yeah? Those sons and daughters of virtuous family will definitely attain this sutra, this Myoho Renge Kyo, after the Paradigma of the Tathagata, if they perfect these four accomplishments. There it is. Then that's the syllabus, right? Then Bodhisattva Samantabhadra addressed the Buddha, saying, O Buddha, if there are those who preserve this sutra, in the troubled world of 500 years after, I will protect them and rid them of their heavy cares, cause them to attain happiness, and allow no one to strike at them through their weaknesses. I will not give Mara any chance to afflict them, nor the sons of Mara, daughters of Mara, minions of Mara, those possessed by Mara, yakshas, rakshasas, Kumbandas, Pisakats, Pritias, Putanas. I know you Mexicans just went Putanas. It's not the same word. <laughs> Although, <laughs> or Vetalas. Yeah, I keep talking about this. <laughs> I will make an entry in the book. <laughs> if they recite this sutra, whether walking or standing, I will then come before them on a white elephant king with six tusks, together with the assembly of great bodhisattvas, manifest myself 
pay homage and protect them and console their minds for the sake of revering this Mjolhodengekyo. If they sit contemplating upon this sutra, I will then manifest myself before them on a white elephant king. If they forget a single line or a verse in the Lotus Sutra, I will teach and recite it with them and cause them to become proficient in it. Can you see how this is universal worthy? Can you see how he is a, this Bodhisattva is a personage that exemplifies our student self, right? That, that voice, you might call it in your mind, that says, I can say that more clearly. I can dedicate more time. I will learn how to pronounce this darn sentence. <laughs> right? Right? You hear it in your head. And when you're in weak moments, you hear, who cares? I'll just skip that part, right? But that's, that's not universal worthy. That's a different voice. That's a rakshasa demon. That's a, right? Everything in these words that Shakyamuni spoke is about our mental condition. Because where do you find Buddha? In your mental condition. Buddhism is about the mind. Attitude, intent. Hmm? At that time, those who accept and recite the Lotus Sutra will be able to see me and greatly rejoicing will thus make further efforts. Right? That mental, that voice in your head. It feels good to better oneself at anything, but certainly toward Buddhaness. Yeah? As a result of seeing me, they will attain the Samadhi and Dharanis named Avarta Dharani. And another one. <laughs> In other words, these words will, right? What's a dharani? These words will invoke the knowledge, the, the transcendent knowledge of Buddha wisdom, right? They will attain dharanis like this, O Buddha, in the troubled world of 500 years after those monks, nuns, laymen, and laywomen who seek, preserve, recite, copy, and wish to practice the Lotus Sutra should persevere single-mindedly for 21 days. Now, I'm not sure where that comes from. Let's see if we can find out. After a full 21 days, I will appear on a white elephant with six tusks, accompanied by innumerable bodhisattvas, who themselves will also be surrounded by their retinues and manifest myself before sentient beings in whatever form they wish to see. Yeah, yeah. Then I will expound and teach the Dharma to them and gladden them. I will also give them a dharani spell. <clears throat> um, a dharani. When they attain this dharani, non-humans will have no power to destroy them and women no power to trouble them. That misogyny again. I myself will also protect these people. I entreat you, Buddha, to allow me to teach this dharani. Thus he taught 
this Dharani in the presence of the Buddha, saying, Adande Dharande, we talked about these, uh, these words, which are representative of great amounts of knowledge within certain teachings, right? That come together in the Lotus Sutra. They're not a magic spell. They're just an invocation of learning, study, Buddha wisdom, if you will. Oh, Buddha, if there is any Bodhisattva who hears this Dharani, he should know it is because of the transcendent power of Samantabhadra. If there is anyone who accepts the Lotus Sutra practiced in Jampudvipa, he should think this is nothing but Samantabhadra's virtuous power. If there is anyone who perseveres, recites, correctly remembers, understands this meaning, and practices in accordance with the teaching, know that they are practicing the practice of Samantabhadra. Now that may sound like he's usurping Shakyamuni, but that's not what he's saying. Remember, this is a personage of willful intention, universal worthy, good behavior, the behavior of single-mindedly contemplating Buddha. Right? So in effect, practicing for 21 days, he's saying anyone who starts on this path, if you're a complete newbie, give it a solid effort for 21 days. And he's guaranteeing that the end, at the end of 21 days, you will have manifested this mindset. You will have come to terms with, this is doing something, and I want to do it more, or better, or etc. And that is Samantabhadra. That is worthy thoughts, worthy action. You see? They plant deep roots of good merit in the presence of innumerable and limitless Buddhas. Another way of saying what I just said. The Tathagatas will caress their heads. If they copy this sutra, after their death, they will be born in the Trayashtrima, Trimsa heaven. This... Uh, the state of being, right? The, in the uh, last moments of your life, you will release all these tensions that cause, that are attached to the samsaric attachments, the suffering, the so on and so forth. They will leave you bodily. Yeah, I've heard many stories of uh, people whose uh, relatives have passed away who were avid practitioners of the Lotus Sutra and, they, and the, the expression on their face and the, the color of their skin and all that. I don't want to get, because eh, if you're not familiar, that can sound kind of mystical. And uh, so I don't get into it a whole mu a bunch, but that's what that's a reference to. At that time, 84,000, wait a minute, caress their heads if this At that time, 84,000 heavenly maidens will welcome them performing various kinds of music. They will wear seven jeweled coronets and are happy among their female servants. How much more for those who preserve, recite, remember correctly, and understand the meaning and practice in accordance with the teaching. If there's anyone who preserves and recites this and understands this meaning, at the end of their life, a thousand Buddhas will offer their hands so that they will neither be afraid nor fall into troubled states of being. They will thus arrive in the Tushita heaven of Bodhisattva Maitreya, 
who is endowed with the 32 marks of it and surrounded by an assembly of great bodhisattvas and a retinue of hundreds of thousands of myriads of kodas of heavenly maidens. There they will be born, and such will be their merit and benefits. For this reason, the wise should wholeheartedly copy, move others to copy, preserve, recite, and remember it correctly, and practice in accordance with the teaching. O Buddha, through my transcendent powers, I will now protect, extensively distribute, and keep this sutra from extermination in Jampudvipa after the Parinirvana of the Tathagata. So he is a personage who is taking on the responsibility for himself and everyone he's associated with to propagate this wonderful teaching that would allow you to spend your entire life, remember the initial goal Siddhartha had, you spend your entire life expressing your maximal potential rather than being dragged down to earthly concerns that are just, they're just part of living life. And instead of investing all your thoughts and suffering anxiety and, and so forth about them, you can change your mindset, still experiencing life, but experiencing mentally your best possible results, right? Your maximal potential. Mm -hmm. If there is anyone who preserves, recites, correctly remembers, practices, and copies this Lotus Sutra, they should know that they will be met. Uh, they will meet the Buddha Shakyamuni and hear this sutra from the mouth of the Buddha. By this, they should know that they are paying homage to the Buddha Shakyamuni. They should know that they will be praised by Shakyamuni Buddha with the word "splendid." They should know that the hand of Buddha Shakyamuni will caress their heads. They should know that they will be clad in the robe of the Buddha Shakyamuni. Such people are not attached to worldly pleasures, the skandhas, right? They dislike heretical scriptures and writings, things that become obstacles to our Buddha path. They are not pleased to consort with heretics, wicked people, butchers, those who keep boars, sheep, chickens, or dogs. Remember the Eightfold Noble Path? Hmm? Hunters are those who make a living by pandering. They will be honest in mind, and they will have correct recollections and the power of merit. They will not be troubled by the three kinds of poison, nor will they be confused by jealousy, selfishness, false pride, or arrogance. Having little desire, they can know satisfaction and practice the practice of Samantabhadra, one who is dedicated to the teachings of Myohore Gekyo. O Samantabhadra, if you meet anyone who preserves and recites the Lotus Sutra 500 years after the Pranirvana of the Tathagata, you should think like this. This man will before long approach the Terrace of Enlightenment, destroy the hosts of Mara. There's another term I should define. Mara. Destroy the hosts of Mara, attain highest complete enlightenment, turn the wheel of the Dharma, propagate, beat the drum of the Dharma, blow the conch of the Dharma, 
pour down the rain of the Dharma and will sit on the lion's seat of the Dharma in the great assembly of the devas and humans. O Samantabhadra, those who preserve and recite this sutra in the future world will not be greedy for clothes, bedding, food, and drink, and the necessities of life. Their aspirations will not be unrewarded, and their happy reward will be attained in this world. If there is anyone who, and that's, again, I'm going to point that sentence out again. To those who still among us, and certainly erroneous views of other groups, sects, whatever, Buddhism is about right now. It's about attaining our maximal potential in this lifetime, not after death. So let me read that sentence again. Their aspirations will not be unrewarded, and their happy reward will be attained in this world. If there is anyone who despises them, saying, You are mad, this practice of yours is in vain, and will attain nothing in the end. They will have no eyes lifetime after lifetime as a retribution for this wrongdoing. That doesn't mean they go blind. That means their understanding's been burnt. They scorch the seeds, right? Very hard for them to come around. Not that they cannot, right? Shakyamuni's already pointed out, if they come to it, start single-mindedly seeking Buddha, they'll undo that. But in the meantime, they will suffer greatly because they won't even have aspiration. Hmm? If there is anyone who pays them homage and praises them, he will attain tangible rewards in this world. Right? Attitude and intent. If anyone sees those who preserve this sutra and speaks maliciously about their faults, whether true or not, such a person will suffer from leprosy in this lifetime. In other words, you're, you're, you're going to have physical ailments because... Somehow you have to manifest this non-life-affirming intention, right? Yeah, if they're teaching the Lotus Sutra and they're making mistakes, like many are, pointing out their flaws to disparage them and what they're doing, like it's an insult uh, to them, see, intent is so important. Because as Nietzsche points out, yeah, you should point out flaws and faults, but not to make those people seem like they're uh, purveyors of evil, but rather that they are afflicted with evil and they can cause others to be misled. And that, that is a compassionate act of stop doing that. Correct your path. Right? The intent, very, very important there. Why are you pointing out the fault? To make everyone point at you and go, you're this or that. Or are you pointing out the fault to say, repair your fault. You're damaging yourself and all those around you. Don't do it. Stop doing that. Right? 
If you yell at your child about to run out in the street into traffic without looking and unaware, it's not because saying you're not saying your your child is unworthy to be alive. You're trying to protect your child, get its attention. Stop, right? Intent so important. Please understand that. If anyone scorns them, that person's teeth will be either loose or missing, their lips will be ugly, their nose will be flat, their limbs will be crooked, they will squint, their bodies will stink and be dirty, suffering from evil tumors, oozing pus, blah, blah. tuberculosis, uh, other evil and serious illness. For this reason, O Samantha Badra, if you see anyone who holds this sutra, holds to this sutra. You should stand up and show your respect even from afar, just as you would pay homage to the Buddha. When this chapter, Encouragement of Bodhisattva Samantabhadra, was taught, being taught, innumerable and limitless bodhisattvas equal in number to the sands of the Ganges River attained hundreds of thousands of myriads of codas of Dharanis named Avarta, and bodhisattvas equal to the number of atoms in the manifold cosmos mastered the path of when the Buddha had taught this sutra, the entire great assembly of bodhisattvas, including Samantabhadra, the, um, the Shravakas, including Shariputra, Devas, Nagas, humans and non-humans rejoiced greatly, accepted the Buddha's words and bowed to him and departed. And thus ends the Lotus Sutra. So the very last words of this sutra are, Watch your attitude. Get your intent in order. Single-mindedly contemplate Buddha. Namo myoho denge kyo. All right. So that completes the 28 chapters of the BDK translation of the Lotus Sutra. Thank you for listening along, and I entreat you to uh, continue with the, uh, we, I still have many more videos to do on the new book and the terms that I'm putting in there, and I'm adding some today, um, as well as our next endeavor, unless you have a better idea, I'm really curious to read the Leon Hurwitz translation. This was... Uh, an old, much older, well, older translation um, of the Lotus Sutra from uh, Kumarajiva's Chinese manuscript as well. So supposedly the exact same source as the book we just read. But let's see what the subtle differences are uh, from Leon Hurwitz. This is a revised edition. Uh, originally published in 1893. Now, if you'll recall, uh, I read in the first Lotus Lectures uh, some of the chapters from um, H. Kern's 1890s uh, transcription of the uh, Lotus Sutra. He chose a Kumarajiva translation that was a 27-chapter version, and uh, there was a lot of cultural bias in that one. It was so obvious that it was, it was almost laughably easy to see past it, right? But really cool, 
really cool to see how he understood the Lotus Sutra. This, Leon Hurwitz, is a Frenchman of the same time period. What is this translation going to sound like? I'm very curious. Okay, so that's a kind of a pseudo introduction to the next book I'm going to start, unless you have a really good reason for looking into something else. I'm going to continue with the Lotus Sutra. Um, as part of our study, I think it's essential that we go through the Lotus Sutra repeatedly, right? We do, albeit in a phonetic translation of a conversion of kanji and Chinese characters interpreted from whether it was Gandhari or Sanskrit or Pali, just a mishmash of extant uh, documents to create the Lotus Sutra via Kumarajiva without the translation, although partly translated into Chinese, but we're sounding out just like Sanskrit was very much a sung language. It was really all, uh, as much about inflections as it was particular sounds, right? Like words. So when we do Gangyo, we kind of pay an homage to that form of reciting the Lotus Sutra. What we're doing here is a common English language translation, and uh, I think there's a lot of use in deepening our understanding and reinvestigating every chapter for its significance. So that's what we'll start on next. Uh, again, thank you for following along with this translation, and I will see you in the next one. In the meantime, you know what to do. All kinds of links in the description for the podcast, for uh, free stuff, threefoldlows.com, the bookstore, on and on. Uh, and if you want to support more, and you can, so grateful for that effort keeps me going here um patreon slash tlk yeah and um all those links are on threefoldlows.com by the way as well um and the paypal.me slash sifu sylvain yeah any way you can help keep us going here all of us appreciate it as we all use this resource yeah so thank you for you. You're, uh, thank you mostly for your practice. Keep it strong. Stay healthy. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. <laughs>